yo, yo, and hello and welcome to GameSpeak Podcast. New episodes go up for free feed subscribers every Wednesday in audio format on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and all of your favorite podcast platforms, as well as in video format on YouTube so you can see us in stunning HD. Where we need you to hit subscribe and click that notification bell. We are streaming live every Monday at 7.50 p.m. CST on twitch.tv slash Podcast and facebook.com slash group slash Podcast. If you want to catch the show as it happens before anyone else, uh, be sure to go ahead and join our ever-growing community in the Game uh, Speak Podcast Discord at dsc.gg slash Podcast to hang and talk games, battle and catch Pokemon, get show updates, talk about anime, find friends to play games with, and so much more. It's a nice place over there. But uh, This show is three BFFs bringing you the hottest video game news of the week. I'm one of your hosts, Jamal Al-Jafra, alongside Brent Bass and... Devin Mayer couldn't make it this week, but Brent, I mean, Brent Bass could, but I guess I, comma, Brent Bass, and I, you know what, whatever, anyways, Devin's not here, he got caught up in a tornado, um, sucks, man, when you, those tornadoes come down and you just yeah. get caught up in them, he's still in the sky somewhere, but he's getting signal, because he, like, texted me and was like, hey, still up here in the sky, in the tornado, in the yeah. tornado, bro, yeah, y'all, y'all do the podcast without me. Uh, this week and i was like no worries dude when you get back down we'll you know we'll, we'll get another you gotta episode. be careful with tornadoes because sometimes you end up in like oz you know what i mean oh shit that would suck like yeah. i feel like oz is lame dude yeah man there's really not much going on over there really not they got like a lollipop city and a yellow brick road it's just really just all around i feel like you could easily take over that entire like place with a gun not even like just beat up a few you can just Oompa beat Loompas. up a, yeah i don't think they're oompa loompas but yeah you could beat them up <laughs> lollipop kids oh, yeah, yeah okay. you just beat the shit out of the leader you know and then you take the take over all of you know i feel like they are oompa loompas and somehow it's related like they like the oompa loompas got taken out of oz like this long- is this is probably like cancelable for me to talk about but um i have a question what honestly it's a real question because it's like what happened to using little people in roles in movies you know what i'm saying it's like back in the day that was a thing yeah like you had a lot of little people actors well, you got game of thrones guy uh that's it that's Peter all Dinklage, we got you know we got Tyrion lannister which is an amazing character which shows we need more little people actors. i mean okay to be fair there's probably not a whole lot of great little people actors. How do you know? Well, I'm not saying that against little people at all. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying like the ratio of like little people in general, and then you take the ratio of great actors among that small percentage of people. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So there's probably only a few people, a few Peter Dinklage's out there in the world, and then a few of those people that are even willing to try acting in the first place. Yeah, you who know care I mean? to act? Yeah, you know. But but I mean, apparently back in the day, there was just a ton of them yeah. that were just like down to act. You well, know? I think also it was more socially acceptable to do like a comedy role with like little people. So you had like Austin Powers and stuff. So like Vernon Troyer and people oh, like yeah. that could get their fucking you know foot in the door like that. And then of course there's other roles for you down the line. You know, but now you can't have like a like a joke like that no know? but see but that's my thing is like i'm talking way even before that i'm talking willy wonka the original yeah, willy wonka okay, okay. and i'm talking uh the the wizard of oz like both of those are serious roles for those actors you know it's yeah. not like they're no, you're right you're right they have some i guess it's comedic in a way but like but they're serious. But they're serious. You know, yeah. like the it, it's only funny if you even look the Ewoks. At it, I think in Star Wars, like yep. stuff like that. You know, that's what I'm saying. I think a lot of that comes down to like we don't need 
to hire these people to have that that effect anymore. Like, CG. If you want a small person, you could just use CG, which you is know? fucked up. I guess so. I mean, just use practical, like in, uh, but they don't want to pay them. That's the problem. I think it's the pay. You Dang. gotta you gotta pay people to be there, or you could just use CG. I don't know, man. Which is probably way cheaper. Maybe it's because they don't want to put out a casting call that's like little people only. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like <laughs> they do it for everything else. I guess so. Yeah. Like need tall white woman. You know. We should make a movie that's just exclusively. Little people. little people. I think that would probably be a problem because Why? we're not little oh, okay. people. Excuse me. Hold on, hold on. It, no, check it out. <laughs> we'll get a little Just two tall guys, <laughs> two two normal like tall guys coming in, and we're like, don't worry, we're gonna write the perfect script for these little people. You're right. We wouldn't you know? know. <laughs> we wouldn't know shit about their life. You're right. <laughs> like, hey, we need like a little hey. consultant to work with. Um, you know? <laughs> Who can like help us write the script? Goodness the gracious! Script. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Anyways yeah, welcome so, to Game Speak yeah, Podcast. Another week of Game Speak Podcasts where we talk about video games. <laughs> so, uh, what's been up, dude? What you been doing? Uh, you know, just working nonstop, playing video games. Like half of the staff at my restaurant quit. So this week, uh, it coming up, I'm gonna be working basically all day, every day. Which so kind of sucks. But they quit or fired? Like a mix of both. Mix. Okay. Now you're the king, though, right? So like, well, you know, hopefully in the near future, you know what I mean? Maybe not like the king, but like you know what, like the bishop or something. You know, that'd be kind of cool. Move me up from pawn. You know. Let's yeah. Get, let's get up to the like rook status or something. That's what I'm saying. You should be like uh like somewhere up there in the like at this point. How many people got? I'm kind of like the like the the horse, you know. Like I'm above the pond, but I don't really do anything cool. I just like move weird, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, but you carry the team. That's what the horse does. You, you know, know what I'm saying? That's what the horse you know, the be horse doing. Is like my sneak attack piece, you know. Yeah, I set you up for weird shit. So you've just been hiding in the corners of the kitchen, like yeah, just like attacking. sneaking. Yeah, okay. But this is the 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 plot. This is how you sneak attack. They're all gone. Now's your time to strike. You come out and you're like, make me king. <laughs> I don't know how chess works. <laughs> Checkmate. Yeah, close enough, you know. Checkmatey. You know, like, I don't, I, something like that. I'm just hoping if I grind it out this week, you know, maybe we'll hire some more people and it'll, it'll be a little more chill, you know. I don't know. Yeah. It sucks. It just sucks. I got a lot of work to do this week. It's not going to be fun. They tell you you got less days off or something. Yeah, man, my days off just went bye bye because all these people quit. You know, so it is what it is. I I get it. You know what I mean? Like I understand why it's happening. It just sucks. You know? Yep, I feel that it'll it'll work itself out. Like I need to get a haircut. Look at this mop, dude. You know, this mop uh, dude. right now. It's not it's not fit for a king, dude. No, bro. <laughs> Soon it will be though. <laughs> Just arrive in a fucking just what what do they wear robes king yeah, king, king robes king robe. yeah. yeah I feel like it'd be really hot to be a king especially back in the day you know like they were wearing robes and shit like and it, there's no AC so it's just a bad idea if I was a king I'd just be walking around like in a t shirt or something yeah you know thought about that just now <laughs> 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 anyways and besides that what else you been doing. Man, not much. Just playing video games, working. I feel like I did something recently, but I can't remember what. Uh, we did an Easter thing at my 
girlfriend's brother's house yesterday. That was cool. Ooh. We hid some eggs for the kids. I I get a kick out of hiding shit really well, and then like you know watching these little kids just try to find it. You get a weird pleasure out of it, you know. What, I mean? <laughs> what, what kind of stuff y'all hide in the Easter eggs? Well, in this instance, they literally just hid two money eggs, and we hid them like in this huge yard, and we we're like, "All right, you guys fucking go find these eggs." <laughs> it's like a needle. What's and the money egg? What, what's inside of it? Money. Like how much though? Well, like know, would not... you want to go find this egg? If I was like you know ten or whatever, I okay. definitely would. Because yeah. these days they just want they want fucking V bucks or whatever they yeah. don't. They definitely could have got some V bucks. <laughs> you know I, mean? I I remember doing a money egg, but or like we had money eggs, but it was like quarters and stuff. But like you would try to get as many quarters as possible. Yeah, see that's what I was telling Audra earlier. I was like, that's how mine was. Like we, you know, there'd be like a dollar in each egg. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there'd be paper money, but it'd just be like a dollar. Yeah, like, you know. But, like, by the end of the egg hunt, you'd have, like, a bunch of those, and it's yes. add up to, like, 10 bucks or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, and all the, and all the kids feel like they got something, yeah. you know? It's, like, not just, like, two of you will be winners, the rest of you shall die. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, there were only two kids there, you know what I mean? So, they both got an egg, but there was a good egg and a bad oh, okay. egg, you know what I mean? So, it was more like a hunt to see who gets the gold egg first, Oh, okay, you know who I mean? gets the good money egg. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Easter's pretty cool, I guess, if you're a kid. Yeah, um, it's a cool holiday for kids. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I've never really celebrated like food wise. Like, we've never been like, oh, we need to make turkey and or ham or whatever people do. Like, I didn't even realize that was a thing till today. Didn't Dude, you used we, to they do ate good yesterday? I I love going to my girlfriend's brother's house for holidays because he makes some fucking potatoes that are just like out of this world. They're like sliced potatoes they're called al gratin potatoes they got like cheese and fucking cream and shit in it Ooh. Like, baked in the oven they're nice so that sounds good did um didn't you used to do like lint or whatever back in the day it doesn't that have something to do with easter yeah, it's like up I, build I up i can't really remember it's a build up to easter uh you like give up something and then fat tuesday comes around you get, you fat. get fat that's what i'm talking about <laughs> mm. anyways i didn't really do shit um we we hung out um with uh uh Brittany's family for easter and we just ate some good ribs Yum. shout out to to aaron jones with them uh, he made some dope ribs um but that was about it and then i'm trying to think i wanted to go see D D. Uh, or i need to go see that i want to go see the mario movie now i gotta see that too but i gotta take my nephew to see that so i can't uh... go see it until He's with us. Yeah, that's real. And then, but D and D got it in 3D in the Huntsville Theater. I'm thinking really? about going to see it. Yeah, I don't know if, I, dude, I'm just not a big 3D fan anymore. You know, Audra was hating on the 3D the other day too. We went to see Scream in 3D. She's like, I didn't even feel 3D. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I think she's expecting Scream to like reach out of the fucking screen with the knife at her. At I, mean, point, you know what I mean, why, why watch it in 3D if they don't make it geared? Because it's like the 3DS type thing. It's like you're looking into the screen. You know, it adds like it a layer depth. of depth. I, yeah, I get it. But like, it's like I always turn like unless I was playing a game that called for that depth. I never played my 3DS in 3D. See, I'm the opposite. Every game, like if there was even slightly would, a 3D feature, yeah. I've cranked that bitch up <laughs> to the max. bro. I would turn it on for like two seconds just to see what it looked like. If like there was like a cool area, I'd turn it on. But like I wouldn't leave it on the whole time. I would get like motion sickness from it. For some reason. I loved it. I honestly thought it was the coolest part about the 3DS. Like, I think 
it made it so unique. Like, you go get a ROM or something for 3DS, and it's just not the same because it's like, there's no 3D feature, you know? Like, you have to have a 3DS to have that feature. And the cool thing is, like, you don't need glasses or anything to activate it. Like, it, it was a really cool idea. I know it was kind of a gimmick, and I know... You know, it wasn't implemented very well on a lot of games, but I really, really thought it was cool. Super Mario 3D Land had yeah. a lot of 3D. That one I, I used the whole time because you Zelda have to. The Zelda game I was like almost mandatory to have the 3D on. Like to which have, one? Like both of the Zelda remake games. Like, oh okay. The fucking fairy like flying out of the screen and shit was so cool. Like, <laughs> isn't that weird? How um, like they could do that without glasses like that was just a thing you're just looking at the screen you just have to be looking at it straight on like it was really impressive what the technology was you know what i mean just Mm -hmm. in general i don't know i thought it was cool very cool um but yeah so i guess we'll get into currently playing what have you been playing sir Uh, okay let's see what if they made a switch 3d that would be stupid (laughs) (laughs) uh i've been playing minecraft a lot like a lot a lot which i really think you should jump in our world i'm going to we got like 10 people right now that like intermittently jump in and out of the world and like it is really cool like really cool we got like buildings and like underground tunnels and like nether portals and shit like if you jump in you'll be pretty much good to go because you can just come to one of our houses and like grab some tools and shit and just like jump right in the mines you know what i mean get to the mines get to the mines yeah dude that's awesome uh I'm definitely going to because I I downloaded it the other day on my Switch because I own it on Switch, but it had it like archived or whatever. And dude, it is so bad on Switch. So I was like going to download it on uh, Game Pass on PC. Bro, yeah. I was about to say, use the Game Pass version. We're playing the Bedrock version so the PS4 folk can jump in with us. So if you do get it, don't do the Java one. Do the Bedrock. The Bedrock. Yeah. Okay. And then you just go in realms. I'll send you a picture of like our realm code or whatever, and you can jump in with us. Really, don't don't tell the people that I'm joining. I'm though. not going to. There might be one of them listening to the podcast right <coughs> now. So if you're listening, Jace, yeah, because don't tell anybody. Yeah, don't tell anybody because I plan on like appearing in the game, and I'm I'm get, Brent's gonna act like he has no idea who I am. My name in game is probably gonna be McBooty. So. Um, <laughs> Like I'm just gonna be standing off I'm in the distance. I don't know who you are. I'm like, oh, who, who's McBooty? Yeah, and I'm just gonna watch from a distance. Like that's gonna be my whole thing. Is like I'm just gonna appear. Like I'll go into the tunnels. <laughs> like every now and then, I'll just pop up and I'll leave like little effigies, like just everywhere. Like it'd be really fucking funny. <laughs> like Blair Witch type <laughs> shit. There's a guy just running around the woods. <laughs> McBooty. And just the hours a day. menacing Minecraft stare. <laughs> do, do you guys do like in-game chat or what do you guys do for We it? get on Discord. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was about to say, is I'll there send a you the, a link to the Discord. Don't too. give me that yet. Wait till they figure out. Yeah. That, okay. <laughs> then, I'll, then I'll hop in the Discord. I'll probably like after like 10 minutes of just fucking with people, I'll probably be like, hey, it was a... I'll get... send you the link and like whenever you feel like it, you yeah, can I'll jump hop in. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, <clears throat> what else you been playing? Um, I've been playing that, and I played a little bit of Atomic Heart, which, uh, you know. It's a pretty, pretty game, but just a shitty game. It's so (laughs) bad, bro. Like, I really want to like it. Like, I really want to bad, but, like, I just fucking don't. Like, the dialogue is so bad. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe the worst in any video game I've ever heard. And it's kind of got, like, 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 socialist, like, 
fucking pro socialist like soviet like undertones to the whole thing like i know it's set in russia but like the whole they keep or not pro socialist but pro like uh, pro soviet union yeah yeah exactly that so like it's It's very fucking weird like they're really pushing the ssr on it like i don't know like this could have been amazing reality where like the soviet union took over after world war ii and like it's fucking set in russia which, like, I don't have a problem with any of that. I'm all about alternate history timelines, but it's just really, I don't know, it's it's really strange how it's presented to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Some of the stuff, like, um, some of the designs of things are very interesting. Um, I noticed, I think I talked about this before, but, like, the, the, the part where you're, like, flying in the car and you go into that weird glass elevator type structure thing, like, I've had, like, a dream that just like every time i see that scene it like i have this like vivid like memory of a weird dream where i saw something like that like just like a weird glass like old shitty thing and like i don't even know what it is like it's just in my brain and it, it triggers something but i wonder if it's like some like just like hidden memory i have or something but i can't figure out what it is or where it came from but every time i see it i'm like fucking come from what is that but um other than that the game has been not that great for me like the level design is really good like (laughs) the enemies look cool but like it's kind of boring it's it's boring like the combat sucks fucking real bad uh just it's glitchy i've gotten like i've had to restart the game like two times from like game breaking bugs oh yeah there'll just be cups like floating in the in the air for no reason like it has nothing to do with the game or anything like it randomly crashes a lot on my steam deck which is weird because like it'll play like really well until it crashes like it'll be running like solid 60 frames per second Mm. like high graphic settings and then it'll just (laughs) (laughs) it's weird dude you need to like, because there's no other reason to play this game. You need to play it on your actual PC just to see how pretty it looks. Like, I can't crank it all the way up on my real PC, but I can on... Well, at least not on 4K. I should probably play it on my 1080p screen Yeah, or go 1080 or do 1440 if you can. It looks great on the Steam Deck. Like, it is actually really, really good looking on the Steam Deck. It like, is. Now, imagine that in, like higher resolution though like i think you're overestimating my fucking poor little computer i'm thinking about upgrading pretty soon though because check it out i gotta work like all week this week and presumably next week so i think my next check is gonna have like overtime money like big time overtime money on it Mm -hmm. so i think and also they were saying they're gonna drop the fucking founder edition 30 40 70 desktop cards so those are 5.99 is what it's starting at so I think next paycheck. Yeah, but don't you have to get a whole new motherboard for that as well? I don't think so. I don't know what the the I know whenever you jump to the thirty series, you have to have a different motherboard. Like so, it, and you don't now, have. Riddle me this: If I did, okay, hypothetically, could I take my CPU and like transfer it to a different motherboard if I wanted to? Uh yeah. I mean, I I don't see why you couldn't. I don't see why I would need a fucking new motherboard though. There's uh, there's something about it. I remember whenever the 30 series came out, you have to there's a there's a certain tier of motherboard you need or something. Um cuz I've got a pretty good motherboard, you know? I've got like a B450 or some shit like that. That might be the one. So you might be okay. Hold on. Um 
motherboard. I'm gonna look this up just because, so you don't yeah. waste your money. Well, and any of our listeners might want to do this. They yeah. I mean, I'm not wasting my money. If I buy a fucking graphics card and the motherboard's not fucking working, I'll just buy a new motherboard. You know yeah, yeah, I mean? you like, could just yeah do at that. At the end of the day, I probably want a bigger case at some point <coughs> for airflow. But depending on when your motherboard was made, you may require a new one to reach its full capabilities. Anything made in the last few generations for either Intel or AMD should be able to even. If it is older than that, however, it will still function. What might really stop it from functioning is if your power supply. Uh, yeah, that's. Yeah, we're good. That's. No, that's good. I think the 40 series cards are actually more power efficient than the 30 series cards. Like, uh, although I do have a new power supply unit that I have just sitting at my house ready to go. I think when I do get the 4070, I'll probably bring it over here if you're cool with that. And we can just like work together change the power supply unit and oh yeah the graphics card you know what I it'd mean? be super easy um <clears throat> the, it says as long as your motherboard has at least one pcie gen 3 by 16 slot it'll support oh, rtx so like 30 cards most motherboards like fucking i feel like that's that's pretty good yeah yeah i think you should be good um i know that there's something weird about like the power um connector it comes with some sort of like adapter you have to use, like for your like eight pin power connectors or whatever. It's like I, I don't know. Yeah, and it takes up more space and shit. Yeah, but either way, fucking bring it on, dude. I'm with it. My like, PC, uh, like fucking case or uh, tower or whatever is like just so bad. Like I I didn't <laughs> I didn't even fuck with like cable management or anything. I just shoved everything in there. It's like bolted shut. <laughs> So it doesn't explode. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad, but it's like... I got mine, like, pre-built, so... Uh, it was already good. It was already good. They did a really good job with it, actually. Like, all in all, like, it's really well put together. I'm actually very happy with uh, my computer. Nice. And I got a good deal on it for what it was. Like, it was, like, $800 when I bought it, like, four years ago or something. And it was, like, a 2060, you know. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, for sure. And uh, anything else you play? Uh, no. Okay. What about you? Um, so obviously played some Warzone. Um, then, uh, and actually I think Warzone season three drops today or tomorrow nice. somewhere soon. And they're going to be banning people using Cronus or like, uh, What's Cronus. Is that like a cheating system <clears throat> or something? No. So like a lot of, uh, people that play Warzone are basically legal cheating where they use like this scripting thing for their controllers uh, that basically gives you um, it, it's like a third party controller then like third party software shit that you put into your controller that basically it's in the controller not in it but like it, in, it I don't know how you actually do it because I haven't actually looked into it but I know it's very prominent in Warzone and basically the controller gives you like like if you're looking in the di direction of someone, it'll just—it's almost like aimbot. It just like immediately tracks the person. Wow! Like <clears throat> as long as they're not behind a wall or something like that. It's not—it's not aimbot because aimbot you could shoot through the walls yeah. and stuff. This—it's like if you see the person, it'll like lock on it, and it basically takes away all of your um, aiming. No, all of your uh, recoil as oh, well wow. so like no matter what gun you're using it's just like recoil doesn't exist it's just like That's bullshit it's like it's, it's bullshit and yeah so and now they um like destiny 2 already has like bands on this so like now um 
and I think Fortnite does too. But yeah, um, Fortnite has felt real fair lately when I play it. Like even when really? I get smoked, I'm like, okay, that guy's just really good. You know what I mean? Like I like I haven't felt like cheated in Fortnite any of the times I've played recently. And I think it's because they've got a like a really good matchmaking system and B <laughs> a really good way to keep cheaters and out. to cheat. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's what I'm excited about for the season 3 just because I know the player count is going to drop drastically whenever this gets out yeah. like because it's so many people, dude. But um anyways, good. uh fuck those motherfuckers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um and uh then I downloaded um dolphin or like a gamecube emulator Oh, dolphin is so good it dolphin, is first of all most gamecube roms work fantastically i don't know what it is about gamecube and wii emulation but both seem to be really really easy to do on dolphin and work really well like it's probably because the games aren't that fucking complicated well i mean i don't know because you have said it yourself, you brought the point up to me that the GameCube is technologically more advanced than the PS2. The GameCube is, but the games aren't. I feel like the the GameCube hardware never got it used to its max potential. Not even by first party games. Like yeah, you got a good point. Like Super Mario Sunshine was nowhere near like how in depth uh, sixty four was. The only game that really was. pushed it to the max was fucking Resident Evil Four and Wind Waker. And Wind Waker. Wind Waker was and very Twilight open Princess. world. I, what, no, that was on Wii, huh? Yeah. No, that came out on GameCube also. It did. It, it came out on GameCube and Wii, but on on GameCube it was a lesser version, but also. That was a very linear game. It, it looked real pretty, but it was linear as shit. Yeah. Um. And so, like, think think more like because like still though, like yeah. the PS2 ROMs don't work nearly as good. As, oh no. Like, even if you get the same game on both platforms, like the GameCube version is gonna work way better. Like yeah. Simpsons Hit and Run, for example, I've got both ROMs uh, on my Steam Deck, and for whatever reason, the Dolphin version just fucking runs way smoother and shit really you know what i mean yeah yeah see i have a playstation one as well psx or whatever yeah but i've got that one too um i just want to state i have an actual console each of these i own one i have ps2 i have an xbox and i have a gamecube all in my closet so I'm not doing anything wrong. I and, am, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Do something about it, bitch. FBI drops it. No, it's just like, uh, but anyways, um, so I, I got uh, solid or um, Metal Gear Solid uh, Twin Snakes on GameCube, Fuck which is yeah. like the remake of the first game. Yeah, yeah. And started playing that. Um, How's that? It's pretty good. Um, it's very hard. Like, like I beat two, you know, Sons of Liberty when yeah. I was a kid. So, like, it's weird to me how hard this one is. Like, I, I don't know if it's, like, and I'm playing on normal mode. It's not like I'm on anything crazy. I think I'm just not used to the controls. It's weird. It's very tanky. Very the original, tanky. Like, I'll tell you this. Um, fucking the PSP emulator works really good. PPSSPP. Mm -hmm. Fucking totally get that and try do the Metal Gear Acid games, bro. Those oh, games, I bet those are fun. Those hold up so good right now. Like fucking, they're really fun, especially Acid Two because they added like a whole bunch of cards to it and stuff. It's way deeper. Like, really? Yeah. See, I'm, I'm gonna check that out. I I still haven't gotten any handheld emulators yet, dude. If you get one, I definitely recommend the PSP one because first of all. The PSP had some really great games oh, that yeah. just totally got overlooked. Like all the God of War games on PSP are like solid entries in the God of War series. I was never I mean? a fan though. I actually had one. I had uh something of Olympus or whatever. Chains of Olympus. Chains of Olympus yeah. and I I didn't like it even when I was a kid. No, I was that's bored. real, you know. 
it's um, like you either like God of War, or you don't like God of War. You know, it's one. Of I games. didn't like old God of War. I, 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 I like the new one, but I don't yeah. like hack and slash games. They're not yeah. my thing. Like, I'm, those are more fun with friends. Like, if you're playing like a, I feel like if you're doing like a co-op hack and slash game, those are always fun. But like, I just can't get into just pressing a button all you fucking. You know, it's a fun game like that is Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance. Dude, I you get fucking love that game. Dude, yes, oh, that that's not so Deadly fun. Alliance. Um, uh, I know which one you're talking about. Deadly Alliance is the the GameCube, Xbox, PS2 era Mortal Kombat. Um, you're talking about. Show uh, shell and monks. Oh, shell, shell and monks. monks. You're yeah. right. That's the You're one. You're so right. That I own that one on. That game goes Xbox. so yeah. hard, bro. It's so good. You get to fight all the bosses and like that's just a fun game. It's really cool. And you were like kicking people off of the sides and they'd fall on some spears and yeah. shit. It but, was cool to have like a Mortal Kombat game set in the Mortal Kombat world, but it just wasn't like your standard Mortal Kombat shit. You know oh what yeah, I mean? like for sure. And then I um I downloaded a uh, Soul Calibur 2 ROM for GameCube. Oh, and heck yeah, dude. It's the GameCube one, so Link was in yep. it, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. And, like, when I was a kid, I, like, 100%ed this game. I played the shit out of Soul Calibur 2. I would go over there and play it with you. Like, I would watch you fucking just clear out <laughs> stages and stuff. Fucking Keelik was my dude, but, like, I, w- I wanted to play as Link just to see what it was like. I didn't realize for a rated T game, that game is ridiculous on the titty physics. They oh, need yeah, to dude. chill the fuck out. <laughs> like uh, the, now, every game, you weren't doing it right back then if you didn't if have you did. titty physics. You know, <laughs> Dead or Alive like, set the president for dizzy for titty uh, physics. The, Dead or Alive, like, yeah. And then Soul Calibur was like, "Hey, we can do that too." And like, it's like even though we're rated T, you know, like um, I forget the chick's name. She's wearing like the red, like just like a onesie basically, and it's just just the whole time she's fighting like i'm like fighting her and like she'll like jump over and it's like smacking her in the face like every time she moves and i'm just like how is that outrageous yeah how is this uh practical go back and play dead or alive 3 they like took it to the that was like the peak of fucking titty physics on dead or alive i remember dude dead or alive 2 had them you know what i mean yeah like that was like ps1 so like they did the best they could with the fucking titties they had you know with the titties they had yeah like and then like i feel like that generation like gamecube xbox ps2 generation was the generation of just like nerdy perverts like making video games (laughs) like even uh, so the other game i got was eternal darkness and every single character that's a female either has like mid drift and like her hips swinging when she's walking or like it like goes back in time like he plays a character who's like, uh, you know, she's like Asian descent, you know, but like back in some far away time and she's wearing like half of a skirt, like the other side, like it's just her underwear. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what is going on in these games, bro? Like that's the- another thing that's weird about it. Uh, Atomic Heart is it almost feels like it's stuck in that era of gaming, like like yeah. mentally. You know what I mean? Like it's got like a Duke Nukem type character running through, killing all these robots, and then like fucking sexy fridges trying to fuck you and shit. Yeah, like it was really weird, bro. Like it's, it's different culture. I think. I think yeah. they never really got with the uh, the the modern um, the way. PC era. Yeah, the PC era. <laughs> And so, like, in Russia over there, you know, that's not really a thing, I guess. Yeah. Like, But here, like... I thought maybe if I, like, changed the language to Russian, maybe it would I tried be to less do that too. fucking, like, weird, you know? I don't know. Did it let you change it to Russian? Honestly, I can't... It's weird because on the Steam Deck, 
I can't change a lot of things. Like I can't change the graphic settings. I can't do like a lot of things. There, you options, can't change like, the language options. Really? Mm-mm, no. I noticed there's not a colorblind option too, which kind of sucks because this is one of the few first games I've ever played where I'm like, damn, if I had it, this is my colorblindness is actually fucking me up in this game. Yeah, because like, everything looks the same. There's like puzzles that you have to do that are color coded, and like they're almost impossible. I literally just sat there earlier and just switched switches on this puzzle until something <laughs> happened <laughs> because like I had no idea. Like it was like white and yellow, and like I couldn't tell the difference between the two yeah. like it was horrible the puzzles are lame as hell in that game too really really bad they're just randomly there for you to do like for no reason like uh, oh look a door we gotta get through it <laughs> and it literally sounds like the dude from cyberpunk like it just sounds like a knockoff version of him it's like him but like if he got some brain damage yeah if he got cte <laughs> like <laughs> he's like i'm really thinking about going over here and then, like, he'll, like, go over there. And I'm like, that's why'd you say that? Like, why like did the, we even have to talk about it? His glove will tell you something actually useful. He's like, shut the fuck up, glove. Yeah, you stupid bitch. I don't fucking like you. Yeah, he's like, I don't like robots. <laughs> the, the robot's like, I'm just trying to tell you where to go. Like, I'm trying to save your life. And he's like, shut the fuck up before I take my life. And it's like, what? <laughs> what? What is happening? So bad, dude. Like, for no reason. It's so bad. At least Duke Nukem is, like, aware of what it's doing and, like, trying yeah. to be ironic, you know? Like, I- oh, I think with them, because they're Russian, there's, like, that, there's that, you know, they can't, they don't know the type of humor. Like, I feel like they have different humor, maybe. Maybe, maybe. it's just a different maybe thing. Maybe it's hilarious to them. Yeah. You the, know? I don't know. They're like, aha, stupid robot. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like (laughs) we just don't get it yeah yeah we don't get it dude we're not on that level um but anyways yeah so that's all the shit i've been playing um i'm i was looking at some wii uh roms but there's not really any that caught my eye right off the bat well i'll tell you what if you're in a fire emblem uh play first you got to do the gamecube path of radiance Yeah, play path of radiance and then the sequel follow-up on wii is excellent but you have to play path of radiance first. i'll do path of radiance yeah because that one actually i remember like seeing that when i was a kid but so good i I didn't want it when i was a kid because i suck at games like that but like uh now that i'm older i feel like i could get in there you would appreciate it i think it's not a very hard fire emblem game like it's because some of the fire emblem games are harder than fuck but this one is is like real mild it's not like easy like you know there's is there still, voice acting uh i can't remember probably not probably just like hello I, I feel like there is but i can't remember honestly it is really well made though and it looks good for a gamecube game you yeah know what i mean oh dude yeah metal gear solid looks so bad uh like like everybody just looks like triangles like <laughs> like and this is the remake you know what i'm saying on the gamecube Dude, yeah <laughs> so it's just like a very very like blurry kind of like lots of motion blur happening and stuff and it's just like weird did but, you play resident evil 4 yet oh on gamecube that i Not like the remake like uh no that's where i initially beat it like when i was a kid was on there you gotta, I, no, you I gotta play- try the remake bro the one that just came out like Oh yeah, yeah. No, I played the demo. 
You gotta play the real game. It's fucking excellent. I'm sure it is, but I just want to wait for it to go on sale. I just don't want to pay like seventy bucks for a game it, I already bought. I think it probably will go on sale pretty soon, honestly. Yeah, it's a great game. That I, I fucking love the shit out of that. But um, I'm surprised Game Pass hasn't struck up some sort of deal with Capcom to get all the Resident Evil games on there. Well, they've been working. They did have uh, RE7 on there for, for a while. a little bit, yeah. Yeah, but I think Sony got that stuff back. I think Sony like hit him up and was like, no. Because they, they did the Village, like, uh, what it was it? They did some kind of exclusive thing with eight. Sony did. Just the VR mode. No, they did something else. Like, when the game came out and there was, like, pre-orders and shit like that, they had something where, like, you could play it, like, a week early or so, some weird thing like that for, for eight. I don't remember that. Yeah, I, I I'm sure you're right. I just don't remember yeah, the, it, what it was or if that was a thing. It was. I just don't know what it was. But I do know that Sony works more closely with Capcom. Obviously, they're Japanese companies. Yeah. So um, I don't think Xbox is going to be able to get that. Oops. Oh, um, man. They like, I'm sure they like that money. You know what I'm saying? That Microsoft if it, if money. If Sony was to buy anybody, that would be the studio to buy. You know? Capcom. Resident Evil is so hot right now. I think they'd go for Square, honestly, just because they've been homies with them for so long, and they're already doing the Final Fantasy shit, like with them. Yeah, it's like Final Fantasy sixteen is a is an exclusive, exclusive. and then they did a uh, seven remake, like it's still not on Xbox, even though it was supposed to come out like a year later. You got a good point. Both of those are good points. But or I, think, I would personally, as a Sony fan, not be too happy about that. But like that's just because I'm not a big Final Fantasy fan, and really, that's all I feel Square brings to the table. You know what I mean? They do some other stuff. They do do some other stuff, but like some other stuff. You yeah. Know? They they actually do the um those games you like though the um with the girl and she's like it's like a Telltale game. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, the but Life that, is Strange. Game. Life is Strange games. That's actually like don't nod. They're just published by uh, Square. Square. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are they owned by Square? Though? I'm not sure. Let me look that up. Yeah. That. They, yeah. I let's see they what might games. Be some sort of like subsidiary of Square Enix. Hold up. Games by Square. I just want to know what what games they've been working on. You know. Obviously, we got Final Fantasy. Oh, they did Parasite Eve back in the day. Oh, okay. That's classic. Yeah, I feel like they could... Uh, that would be one... That would be a really cool one to bring back. Um, especially if, like, Sony bought them out and, like, they did, like, a exclusive. That would be really cool. Uh, Yeah, no, they just published it. Um, They don't own Don't Nod. Yeah, they really don't have much stuff. That's what I'm saying, you know? They do a lot of cool publishing. Like, don't get me wrong. But, like, their actual games, like, I don't know. I personally would rather have Capcom. Because with Capcom, you get way more cool IPs. And you get Resident Evil, which is a great franchise, you know? Yeah. You could bring Dino Crisis back. Think about all you could do if you had Capcom, you know? Like, it's true. Mega Man, you know? But the other thing is, is they did Forspoken as well, which was a... um, Ass. Yeah, but it was a PlayStation (laughs) exclusive. Yeah. Forspoken was a PS exclusive. Octopath Traveler. They said that the the uh, studio that actually made Forspoken is like getting shut down now. After that, damn. <laughs> like for real. They like walked in. They're like, "This is ass. <laughs> Y'all need to leave. <laughs> like, Pack your shit. Get out. Get the fuck out." Uh, uh, Dying Light. The Square. Oh, okay. That's I think. cool. Yeah, they are. I didn't know that. What the fuck? 
it might not be uh, might not be developed but published um and near the near games um anyways um but let's let's get into the news okay uh just so you guys know we are using uh articles from gaming news sites from around the web and we do not claim any of the articles as our own we're simply bringing them all to one place and giving them to you um i say we do the star wars celebration i know it's not video game technically related but there's a lot of video game stuff announced in it Okay, I didn't even see that. And we're a we're a nerd podcast, anyways. So lay it on me. Let's, let's all right. hear. It. All right. So Star Wars Celebration 2023. They do this every year where they're just like they celebrate Star Wars and they just announce a bunch of cool shit. Um, so Lucasfilm announces three live action Star Wars movies from directors Dave Filoni, James Mangold, and Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy. Now, of this, there's only one I care about. That's Dave Filoni. He does amazing. So he's like the this. I trust two people in Star Wars, and that's Drew Carpishan and Dave Filoni. What did Dave Filoni do? He did Star Wars Rebels. He did um, the uh, star basically all the animated series like the Clone the War. Clone Wars and all that stuff. What he he understands Star Wars outside of Disney. He understands like what Star Wars is. Him and Drew Carpishan both like they understand the lore. They're really good at drawing from the extended universe stuff and pulling it in and using it so i'm excited that he's going to get to make a movie but i'm not excited because he's going to be working on something in the new republic uh like their new i think the new republic thing could be cool could be like just because it's something new doesn't mean we should automatically just hate it you know no no no, that's not my problem i don't care if it's new i just care if it's respectful to the ip you know, like, I don't want them fucking, uh, fucking around trying to sell me some bullshit. Like, just make a good Star Wars film first. That's first and foremost. Make a good Star Wars film. Don't give me some bullshit where it's three different directors on three different fucking movies. They never talk and they just make a movie and then they're like, hey, you make the sequel now. It's like, oh, well, I didn't see the first one. It doesn't matter. Just fucking make the sequel, dude. No, I agree it's with like, that. I, I think it needs to be continued, the co- continuity between the three movies. But also, like, I, I do think that if it comes out and it's just the fucking same old Star Wars shit over again. No, I'm, that's not what we I'm, want. I'm going to be mad as hell. Like, I want, like, something new. I need these directors to be brave. And go outside of their comfort zone and go to some fucking weird planet like Naboo with different looking spaceships and fucking do some different shit. You know? Like, oh, yeah, for sure. I think it's time. Like, you know, or, that's what made the original Star Wars movies. Okay, let's just look at the like six original Star Wars films. Yes. Okay. Like, Are I, you talking about starting with the, uh, starting the originals? With, like, starting the old with the school? original three and, and including the ones that came out in the early 2000s. The prequels. Yeah. So, what made those movies great to me? in my Mm -hmm. opinion, is that throughout the movie, you're going to, like, different locales, okay? Mm -hmm. You're going, you're seeing, like, Endor and Hoth and, like, you know, Kashyyyk and, like, all the different, like, biomes that Star Wars has to offer. You know what I mean? I feel like the new movies, with the exception of the part where Luke and Rey are in the jungle or whatever on that fucking island, like, it's just fucking space and spaceships and, like, like one planet they go to maybe yeah, it's like you so know bad I mean? dude like they don't they don't explore the galaxy like you don't get to go to different places like in the first movie everybody gives shit about jar jar but like you know the gun gun species was super interesting like they live underwater they had to go underwater in little submarines and shit like it was a whole 
interesting thing. You yeah. know, it added lore and depth to the universe. That's what I'm saying. You know what I but mean? But good like, lore, good depth, not just like dumb bullshit like a random like place like i don't know like that when they went and they got uh fucking luke's lightsaber from like that weird chick at like the building like i don't even know what that place was it was like a fucking casino or something um and then oh yeah that was dumb i don't know this is how much i cared about the sequels like i can't remember shit from them like it, it was just boring like um and it felt like it was rehashed nonsense but here the news on this and i agree with you they have to they have to go deep on this but um dave filoni's film will explore a more familiar era area or era for disney plus subscribers and focus on the new republic among many other things filoni was the creator of the star wars of star wars the clone wars and star wars rebels an executive producer episodic director and writer of the mandalorian and the book of of boba fett and is the creator and executive producer on Ahsoka, the new show coming up. So, um, from what I understand, the new Star Wars movies coming out are going to be about like Rey forming the Jedi Council again and stuff. The I, new ones, yes, yeah, yeah, which I think could be cool. You know, like finding all the Force sensitives that are like you know hiding in the universe and like bringing them together to start a new Jedi Council. Like that sounds tight. You know, it does bring yeah. in the fucking cameo, have Cal Kestis come in, have him old as fucking shit. You know what I mean? Like the, the he just video. somehow survived. Yeah, like, bro. Like that'd be it. crazy. Um, Charmaine obeyed Chinoy, the, uh, the Academy Award and Emmy Award winning director behind Miss Marvel, Saving Face and more will lead a uh, and more will lead a film quote set after the events of rise of skywalker Those that are will your feature two big claims to fame <laughs> yeah yeah but this is why i don't trust it and this is she's the one making the ray films a set after the events of rise of skywalker that will feature daisy ridley back as ray as she builds a new jedi order first off nobody liked ray nobody at all liked ray i don't even think like like there's just nobody that was like this character really speaks to me i just feel like it wasn't enough character development there's nothing on on ray finn was the best character out of the whole thing or like starting on episode seven the first one that they came back with i was like that dude's gonna be awesome he's gonna end up being a, a jedi or something and then like halfway through they were like actually fuck finn we're just not gonna do anything cool with him and uh he's just gonna play second to fiddle to fucking ray and he'll just kind of fizzle out towards the end like he could he had he had the coolest background he was a stormtrooper yeah you know who turned like like what the fuck like uh, that's where they fucked up that was a really cool setup for a character that they just squandered for For no no reason reason at all like they were just like no they could have done so much cool shit with him like yeah and and so as mentioned in the blurb above uh, daisy ridley will officially be returning to star wars as ray in a new movie set 15 years after the events of rise of skywalker directed by charmaine uh, obeyed chinoy the the movie directed by charlemagne the god (laughs) (laughs) honestly i'd watch that over this the movie will see ray um attempt to rebuild the jedi order as a jedi master she's not a jedi master i'm sorry i don't give a fuck what y'all say 15 years in the future bro. she better have fucking she's trained mastering the force for 15 Dude, she years, apparently she dog. mastered it like the moment she got it like she was just able to do shit that nobody else could like it just pissed me off i don't know it just pissed me off i've always been attracted to the hero's journey and the fact that the world needs many more heroes said charmine and the excitement was almost too much for ridley quote 
My heart is pounding, she said as she walked on stage to a screaming crowd. I'm very thrilled to be continuing this journey. Um, so Kathleen Kennedy says new Star Wars films are pretty far along in development already. Now, so she says um, the three newly announced Star Wars films are pretty far along in development. Speaking to IGN at Star Wars Celebration, Kennedy made clear that the new films from Dave Filoni uh chinoy and james uh mangold aren't just ideas being thrown around at lucasfilm but have been in development for a considerable amount of time uh quote we're pretty far along these these are things as you can imagine certainly looking at what dave's been doing with ahsoka that'll be at least six seven years building to what it what it is we're going to be doing in a movie um so star wars the old republic is one of the most beloved eras in the extended universe, but it has been left largely untouched by Disney's movies and television shows. That may be about to change, though, if if a timeline shown during Star Wars Celebration is anything to go by. Shortly before announcing several new Star Wars movies, Lucasfilm studio head Kathleen Kennedy took the stage to share her vision of what Star Wars will look like in theaters. That means, quote, broadening the timeline, Kennedy says, as an, an image appeared highlighting seven major eras, which include the Old Republic. Um, so, Do they have anything predating the Old Republic? Like, the yeah. old, old Republic? <laughs> Actually, the super old Republic? So, <laughs> the ancient Republic? No, so it's the Old Republic, the High Republic, Fall of the Jedi, Rise of the Empire, or Reign of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, the New Republic, and Rise of the First Order. Wait, so is Rise of the First Order coming after the... Wait, so the New Republic is the one that they're talking about that's going to be... Is the new one, right? The, see, this is all confusing because the New Order would be... if that's the case, then they've already planned out two whole timelines ahead of... Like, yeah, I don't, I don't... I honestly... I'm not mad know. about that. I think that's cool as shit. Like, I think it, uh, a plan for a real future for Star Wars is what we need here, you know? If we're gonna keep doing it like this, we need a real plan. Yeah, we know? need, like, a 20-year like plan. They need to do it like Disney, you know? Like, I mean, not Disney, uh, fucking Marvel, you know? Like, bring in fucking Kevin Feige and have, like, a fucking 10-year fucking Star Wars plan, dude. <laughs> Kevin I mean, Feige. Yeah. I, like- <laughs> I, don't, I don't fucking know his name, dude. No, I know, but you're, I like it better that way. But is it, it's Feige. It Kevin Feige. See, I just read these things, and then it's how it's. I know it's it's, in my brain. It's organic though, because that means like you don't listen to other people's opinion. You just actually just read it. You're not on there listening to people talk about it. Yeah, which is good, but it's just funny to me. Like after years of hearing people talk about Kevin Feige, and then you're like Kevin Feige, and I'm like, he sounds so (laughs) (laughs) sounds awesome. Um, but okay, so now the uh, old Republic thing. I mean, it says, um, basically, we'll probably see it. It's it's probably going to be coming up. Honestly, I don't want them to touch it. I hope they just put Revan in there. Like, uh, they, I hope they just take those, like, uh, or get Drew Karpish in and let him do that. Like, don't you know what fuck I think with would be anything. Sick? Definitely bring in Drew. But do the events leading up to the first KOTOR game. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, That'd be cool I with Bastila and everything. Fucking Bastila, but, like... Basila is not even like, like I don't think Revan and Basila knew each other at all until later in the. No, no, like, she but... was just hunting him down, like doing the battle meditation and shit, trying to like mm-hmm. she's the one who killed, uh, or, you know, killed him. Right? Yeah, yeah, like... exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying though. So like... you could end the fucking series with her fucking like smashing the ship into fucking Malik or whatever, and like then mm. it just cuts to the fucking maybe season two. You could do the first 
fucking kotor game you know what i mean yeah i think it'd be really cool or at least um make a movie about the death of revan um, yes or th- and stuff like that That would be sick start as a kid right start as like child revan and just go through his whole life that would be tight oh yeah fucking how he found his apprentice and like fucking tell malik's story too fucking you, you can make that really cool like and, uh, like uh, the only problem is is i know they won't do this uh, like I, i'm just getting myself hyped but uh, you know you like make a, a good series too an animated series even like, that's that what i'm saying tight. yeah even do like a, a star wars rebels type shit or like the bad batch or whatever the fuck it's called that and, would be so badass but just do drew Carpishin and let him do whatever the fuck he wants with the old republic and then base it off of that but um so dave filoni on so Lucasfilm announced a new film by Dave Filoni, which many expect to be a grand finale for The Mandalorian. But will it? The answer is complicated. Speaking with IGN in a new interview, Filoni said he thinks of the period where the movie is set as less of a Mandalorian era and more of a New Republic period. I don't know if I'd call it, quote, a finale. Uh, I think the time period now as the New Republic time period, and it's something that has existed long before we were even making The Mandalorian. Yep. The idea that after Return of the Jedi, there was a new Republic and that the heroes still had to defend the Republic from the Remnant Empire is a very old idea that we brought into the first season of The Mandalorian because it was always there. Um, okay, I get what he's saying. All right. So and then um, Ahsoka is it got a release window and trailer. Um, so in season two tease, so Star Wars Ahsoka will officially be released on Disney Plus in August 2023. Is that Rosario Dawson playing? Yes. Cool, cool. Yeah. Then Dave Filoni directing. And then... Um, that should be tight. And so Rosario Dawson teases the search for Thrawn in Ahsoka. So she like teased that. And the Grand Admiral Thrawn will be played by Rebels Lars Mikkelsen. Um, so that's cool. Like the guy who plays him in the the animated series will also play him in the live action. That's cool. Yeah. And then, um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead will be playing live action version of beloved star Wars rebels character. Oh, in Ahsoka. So she'll be playing, um, the live action version of beloved rebels character, Hera Syndulla. Um, so that's cool. If you've ever watched rebels, dude, it's such a good show. It's so fucking good. Um, now, uh, let's see. Anything else important? They, I know they showed off like more of um, Jedi Fallen Order. What is it called? Not Fallen Order. Um, what's the new? Oh, Jedi Survivor. Jedi Survivor. Um. Yeah, that looks cool. I can't wait to play that. Yep. Um. That's basically all the big stuff. I think there's like a show called The Acolyte coming um oh yeah that looks cool yeah that's set in the high republic era um and that's coming in uh this you know in 2024 so we're gonna get all these different eras of shows i hope that they can make all these things come together um you know and not just be all over the fucking place so and uh yeah so that's it all right cool well, there you go. The Star Wars fix for all you Star Wars nerds out there. Yes. All right. Uh, let's see. Arc developer studio Wildcard has backtracked on some of its plans for the future of the dinosaur survival game series, following what the studio said was passionate feedback about a bundle. Oh, uh, yeah. This was last <laughs> week we were talking about this, huh? Yeah, but get this. They kind of made it worse almost. Check this out. 
The biggest change, the studio confirmed in a blog post, is that the Ark Respawn bundle is getting canceled entirely. This Xbox-only bundle would have included Ark Survival Ascended and Ark 2, and the intent was to offer players a package that gave them two products for the price of one. Studio Wildcard said, However, the studio said with the benefit of hindsight, it sees that this was, quote, not the best move. So the bundle is being scrapped entirely. Our bad. We recognize how combining Ark Survival Ascended with Ark 2 and requiring further DLC upgrades wasn't optimal, especially since you wouldn't be able to judge Ark 2 as no gameplay or content would be available yet, Studio Wildcard said. The Ark Survival Respawn bundle was previously going to be $50 on Xbox for up to one year. It was never planned to release on PlayStation, with those players instead originally offered a $40 Ark Survival Ascended standalone game with options to buy more content and two DLC packs at $20 each. Going forward, the Ark Survival Respawn bundle is canceled, replaced by a standalone version of Ark Survival Ascended for $60 on every platform. What? Not just Xbox. So not only did they scrap the bundle that was going to be $50 and make it just Survival Ascended for $60... But now you can't get the $40 version of Ark Survival Ascended on PlayStation. You have to get the $60 fucking Super Edition or whatever. Fucking. So, and they're like, yeah, that'll make it better. Wait, (laughs) so does that come with everything that the, like... Yes, so the $60 version will come with the two DLCs you would have got, had to pay for, so... Oh, so, I mean, that's better, I guess, right? I guess, unless you're like me and you just wanted to buy the base game, in which case you're forced to pay 20 extra dollars... Yeah. But whatever, you know, and I I don't think they really understand why people are mad about this. It's not that there was a bundle that was offered. It's the fact that you're turning off the original version of the game so you can turn on the new version. Like, I don't think they get that, you know? Oh, they get it. They just don't. They, they don't. They can't. They can't care because they need to make money. You know, it's yeah. just a company. They're just going to fucking do it. They're like, don't worry, guys. We hear you they loud and clear. Just, they should have just fucking release it how they were going to release it because people are still going to be mad this just is way worse in my opinion i don't know oh yeah no they're dumb definitely um they're this is gonna actually cost them money i feel like in the future but there are a lot of people addicted to that game so i don't think um it's true and with that unreal 5 it is gonna look crazy good yeah uh, so not only did the Super Mario Bros. movie win the global weekend box office with an estimated $368 million, but it has officially had the biggest worldwide opening ever for an animated film. Wow. Domestically, the Super Mario Bros. movie brought in an estimated $137 million over the three-day weekend and $195 million over the five-day stretch that began with the film's release date of Wednesday, April 5th. Internationally, its weekend total reached $173 million. So um, the, the Super Mario Bros. movie passed Frozen 2's $358 million to earn the honor of having the biggest worldwide opening ever for an animated film. And it also has had the biggest global opening of 2023 after breaking the $225.3 million record held by Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Wow. That's awesome. So That's really cool. I still got to go see it. Oh, yeah. No, I'm definitely going to go see this. I've heard so. mixed reviews about it. Well... The the mixed reviews come from the story. Like if you're going in for a story, you're not getting it. I'm though. not going in for. A yeah, story. exactly. I'm That's... going in for Mario saves Peach from Bowser. 
And it, yeah, it, that's pretty much. What I don't I'm... think that even happens because like they're trying to make her more powerful in this one. Oh, okay, well, so, Mario saves Luigi then. Yeah, well, there <laughs> we go. Mario's gonna save somebody from Bowser. Okay, that's all I know. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why, like, most of the bad reviews are from. They're like, well, the story was convoluted. I'm like, it's Mario. Like, what was the story of Mario? Like, there is no story. <laughs> you know, so they're just throwing shit together. But apparently, there's so many fucking Easter eggs. And, like, if you just, like, keep your eyes like, peeled, you'll see a bunch shit. of shit. Like, from other games, even. Like, other Nintendo oh, games cool. and stuff like that. So, uh, definitely excited to see it. Um, I can, That's one of those movies that I would like to actually buy. Just so I can go through and watch all the different, like, Easter eggs yeah. and shit. But... Anyways, apparently there was like a giant increase of people buying the 90s Mario movie on Amazon. Um, and I, I wonder if it's like people mistaking it for the new movie. <laughs> like, Did you see that the original Luigi is boycotting the movie? That dude's a dummy. He's such a dummy. Dude. John Luguziamu or whatever the fuck his name is. That guy has like over the past like five years has really just turned out to be a bitter piece of shit like he, he's like, i don't even know what the hell is deal. He, his whole reason for boycotting it is like he says there's no people of color cast in the movie it's like is keegan michael key not colorful enough not colorful you? enough like, and, and what also do you want? also it's like why do you want to be in it first off you're not italian you know yeah. like you played luigi and you well, that's what he was saying it's like he's like the original film studio was so brave for making me the the luigi instead of a like it's like come on bro you mean a puerto rican guy like <laughs> play like i don't even know if he's puerto rican i i think i'm pretty sure he's puerto rican but he like calls himself mexican like he's just a weird dude he's like he reminds me of like carlos mencia like oh, yeah. he's like on that level of like just so up his own ass that like he's just trying to make a pro like he sees that people are like jumping on movie productions for not being like you know diverse enough yeah. and stuff and he's like oh this is how i can get myself back in the limelight yeah and he's like coming out what about us you know like <laughs> what about me specifically and it's like bro you had your time you sucked in every movie you were ever in like maybe people liked you in the pest or whatever but like get over it like it's it's over like you yeah. weren't a good luigi anyways like people like Bob Hoskins, you know, like w w people watch it for Mario and all that shit. Like this is just <sighs> that movie is a disaster. Anyways, I, I love that movie. Like just because it's, it's like, a cult classic. It's like Tommy Wiseau's The Room. You yes. Know? Like it's so bad that it's good. It's, you know? Exactly. And it's like cyberpunk. It's like it's literally just a cyberpunk Super Mario it's movie. It's such a weird take on Super <laughs> Mario. Like, you know, it's so weird. Luigi's the main character. Mario is just like a just kind of there, you know, like trying to help Luigi get Daisy back, you know, like it's it's like they had never played Mario. They were just like, yeah, what what happens? Like one of the one of them the the they're like it's got to be the skinny one who's the main character, right? It's got to be. They wouldn't make the fat guy the you know the the main character. Like I feel like that's what they thought when they they were making it back in the nineties. They're like, oh, I thought you said the Goombas had big bodies, not big heads. <laughs> They get up backwards. <laughs> get out of here. We need a Yoshi. And they're like, we'll put a Velociraptor in that shit. <laughs> yeah, close enough. Yeah. 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 It looks, <laughs> looks legit. Yeah. But yeah, that John Lagoo, whatever the fuck his last name is. I can't stand that dude anymore. Like, I, I, I just can't. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so uh, him and his himself banning this movie that's doing. He's doing so much. Yeah. He's doing so much. 
Um. Anyways, uh, what what do you got? Well, slow going on here. Okay, a decade long push to get Alice Asylum, a theoretical third game in the Alice series, has ended. Announced developer American McGee. After the completion of an Alice Asylum design bible, a huge document containing concept art, core game design concepts, and narrative goals, McGee said he resumed talks with Electronic Arts, the company that owns Alice's IP, to see if EA would either be willing to fund Alice Asylum or license the IP out. EA refused to do either, McGee said. EA passed on funding due to, uh, quote, internal analysis of the IP, market conditions, and details of the production proposal, and did not want to license the IP because Alice is an important part of EA's overall game catalog, and selling or licensing it isn't something they're prepared to do right now. McGee spearheaded both previous Alice games, uh, American McGee's Alice and Alice Madness Returns. He has tried to get the third Alice game off the ground for years, opening up a Patreon to, su- to help support the creation of a production and design plan with acknowledgement that it depends entirely on EA whether or not a third Alice game is greenlit. Now, with EA's decision, McGee says the team has exhausted every option to realize a third Alice game and that, they quote, there is no way or no other way forward with the project. He will close the Alice Asylum Patreon page, and while the content will remain, he will no longer try to raise funds for Alice Asylum. McGee said he was, or he is also saying goodbye to, entirely to the Alice series, stating, "Quote: I have reached, or I have also reached an end point with Alice and with game production in general. I have no other ideas or energy left to apply towards getting a new Alice game made." nor do I have any interest in pursuing game ideas within the context of the current environment for game development, McGee continued. If someone does manage to convince EA to make Asylum, I would like to make clear that from this point forward, I have no desire to be involved with that or any other Alice-related development. <laughs> All right, you're going to regret that in like five years right, when you got when no they money. Finally do it, yeah. <laughs> First off... His name is actually American. I looked this up the other day. That's literally his first name is American. That's fucking badass. It's very badass. And McGee as your last name, like even cooler. God damn, that's cool. It's like like the only way it could be cooler could if his name was. Give that guy as much money as he asked for. Like <laughs> his name is fucking cool McGee. Like I don't know. It's just fucking crazy <laughs> to me. But like um, I mean the Alice games, like the first American McGee's Alice was cool at the time because it was dark and weird and you know like at that time tim burton was like the thing it looked good you know? at the time too for yeah like, you know what it was yeah. when it was released but the game's a solid six you know like both both that game and the the sequel the yeah. sequel is just trash like yeah. it was just a fucking hack and slash very mediocre jump i don't know if i'd say it's trash, platformer but they're both very mediocre games. very mediocre and i don't i don't know what else what other games he's done i, I find it weird that he says he's completely exhausted every he has no more ideas for video games I'm like dude that's it yeah you came up with one idea like i, I mean I think he's just salty that they shot down his idea you know i i get it but like come on bro um I, mcgee i wonder what games besides that one so he's done alice he did uh he worked on quake so he came from like those times. He was he he was with id software, I guess, because he worked on the original Doom. Mm, okay. Um, and literally, he's only done 
Alice and American McGee's Grimm. So like he he literally has only done three games. Wow. What is he talking about? How is he out of ideas? I think he's just like mad that he's put so much time and energy into this and they won't fund it. That's fine, but like don't say you're out of ideas. That's just pathetic. Like Dude, I could come up with, like, oh, dude, we got chat GPT. I was just about to say, you never are out of ideas anymore. No. Dude, I had chat GTP write me a, a horror story about a guy with <laughs> legs for arms the other day. It was horrifying. It was a long, awesome. legit horror story, too. Like, it's fucking crazy how smart that thing is. Like, Why didn't he just make a, like, a spinoff or, like, a spiritual successor? I don't know. I'm going to tell ChatGTP to make me a fucking Alice, Alice game. <laughs> Actually, code an entire sequel to Alice, you know. I watched a fucking... guy make an entire Flappy Bird game in Unity with nothing but ChatGTP. It's very easy. I've, I've, I've done not the only, same thing. Not only did he, like, make the game, right? But he had the, like, ChatGTP, like, change parameters of the game and, like, add things to it. Like, he made, like, a legit fucking Flappy Bird. Oh, yeah, game. dude. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. All you got to do is take all the code and just paste it into visual uh, fucking whatever the fuck. I forget what it's called. But, like, I did it myself, like, was, whenever I was fucking with it. It was cool because, like, he knew what he was doing. So, like, he was pointing out, like, logical errors that ChatGTP was making. And it would be like, oh, I'm sorry. And then it would correct itself and, mm-hmm. like, send him a new code to spin into paste over it or to like fix the code that it just did like yeah it's really cool it's like please give me that same code but fix this or whatever you know it's it's really cool um anyways um unfortunately i haven't thought of anything productive to do with it i just have it make me stupid stories and read them when i'm bored like and read them to you yeah (laughs) that's funny i read them out loud me and Oscar will sit in the room and i'll like we'll think of just goofy things to make into a story and then get it to write us a stupid story i like i like the scary story i'm telling you bro next time you're doing a campfire story or something just have chat gtp write you a fucking campfire story really fast Uh, make be specific about what you want though like for your monster be like i want a monster with a toilet for a head or something you know what i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna get it to write the sequel to the the man with arms for or legs for (laughs) arms i wonder if you told it to if it would write you the same story it wrote me it'll probably be a different one like because you know it'll just come up with it off the off the dome yeah dude it was really good Uh, was it hell yeah i mean it wasn't like you know gonna win any awards or anything but But it was scary for a story that was just written by my computer, like, it was not bad. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it wasn't scary, but, like, it was it was interesting. You yeah. know what I mean? I read the whole thing, and I smiled my ass off the entire time. You know what I mean? Like, it was pretty good. Like, Hell, yeah. I'm going to get it to just write write the sequel. It's like, crazy technology, man. Like, just wild, like, what it can do. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, and 4 is in beta right now, so they're going to be dropping that cool. sometime soon. I wonder <laughs> what that is. They just drop it, and the whole world explodes. <laughs> um, so Joseph Statton, head of creative on Halo Infinite and cinematic director on the first three Halo games, is leaving Microsoft, the company has confirmed. Um, in its message, Microsoft did not say where Staten was heading to, nor the reason he was leaving Microsoft after nine years. Quote, we're grateful for Joseph's contribution to the Halo franchise and Xbox as a whole. The statement from a Microsoft spokesperson reads, quote, we wish him all the best in his new adventure. So uh, Staten t- himself took to Twitter to comment uh, on the report saying, hey, folks, I am indeed leaving Microsoft. I'll have more info to share soon. But for now, I'd just like to thank all my Xbox colleagues for all their understanding and support as I embark on a new adventure. 
So okay, uh, interesting, interesting. Kill Halo. <laughs> it's about time. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, okay. One of the most beloved. I'm not even gonna read this, but uh, you know that little play date thing with like the yellow. It's like a little yellow Game yeah. Boy thing with like the crank handle on it. And they put out like new season, or like they put out like five or six games every yeah. couple of months or something. Well, the developers of Celeste are making a black and white version of Celeste to go on it. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, so you'll be able to play that on the play date pretty soon. I wonder how you're gonna play that with the play date crank because the crank is a controller. I don't think you have to use the crank. I, like a lot of games don't use the crank at all. Mm. Like, but you know, it'd be cool if they figured out a way to implement it in there somehow. You know, it's gonna be such a weird, a hard port to do. I right. feel like. <laughs> um, okay, so Sony has registered a patent for a controller that could change temperature as a result of player actions and gameplay. Wait. Yeah, the patent Does it get cold? which was reported by the Xputer um or on or reported on by Xputer describes a number of conceptual controller features that would enrich quote haptic experiences uh with the help oh. of a soft elastically deformable sensor component. So like you're going through a lava level and your controller gets hot or you're going yeah. through like an ice level and it gets cold. That'd be fucking tight, dude. Imagine that in VR like your control your VR controller gets cold when you touch some ice or something see vr that would be cool you pick up a cold drink or something your controller gets cold fucking sweet dude that, that would, would be, be really neat um when placed for example on the front of a pad the sensor would detect when the player deforms the controller by pressing twisting rubbing or crushing it the patent also describes the inclusion of a temperature oh wait so what's that one Sounds like some VR stuff, man. Yeah, this is a different thing. <laughs> so, like, elastically deformable sensor component. So, when pl- Ooh, when so place it's like a squishy ball that, like, you yeah to make I guess to make it feel like you're actually grabbing things. This sounds very VR. I really hope this is like a cool new VR controller or something. Yeah, it says the patent also describes the inclusion of a temperature control apparatus that would allow it to make the accessory hotter or colder depending on player input and likely the gameplay situation. For example, the temperature control apparatus may be controlled such that the larger the amount of deformation the higher the temperature becomes read the read the patient patent Uh, this allows the user to feel the temperature change corresponding to deformation what the fuck the document also describes the potential of using a combination of magnetic fluid and electric or magnetic fields to change the shape and hardness of the soft parts of the theoretical controller. Fuck yeah, dude. Imagine, okay, this is some VR shit for sure. Yeah. Imagine you pick up a, like, imagine you just got these black blobs where, like, the handle part of the controller is that, mm-hmm. like, change shape depending on what you're grabbing. So, like, you grab a gun and it, sh- it just feels like you're holding a gun. Of the gun. Or, like, you grab a shotgun and it, like, morphs into, like, a shotgun shape type thing. Like, if it could just... Or it's just like, the the feeling of it. Like, yeah. they just, like, no... You pick up some goo and it's yeah. all gooey in your hand. Like That'd be interesting to do. I wonder how that's going to work. But as for the cold and the hot, I feel like they could uh, definitely do some cool shit with that. There's a lot of potential there, for sure. I feel like controller batteries are about the last... 30 seconds <laughs> like PlayStation's <laughs> already got shitty batteries in the controller like they gotta they gotta do something about that first but anyways uh what you got oh uh, let's see okay <laughs> uh rumors are swirling among fans of the fallout franchise after a new branch titled new vegas 2 
was added to Fallout's back end. Fallout 4, excuse me. Uh, the branch was made visible to players via SteamDB after an update on April 4th. Uh, although the uh, reference to Fallout New Vegas was click- quickly deleted, speculation among players has only intensified. The branch was gone by April 5th, but its existence points to a potential for new content, and the branch's name and swift removal suggest Bethesda might be trying to quiet down rumors. Naturally, this has had the opposite effect, with many players excitedly tweeting their theories on what this could mean for the franchise. Of course, the branch showed up in Fallout 4, uh, meaning it could be related to that game instead. The most likely option seems to be new Fallout 4 content referencing New Vegas, like a Creation Club pack featuring designs and motifs from the beloved game. Since Fallout 4 is due for a next-gen update sometime this year, the mysterious New Vegas 2 branch could simply be related to the upcoming in-game content mainly for nostalgic purposes, not a full on-screen sequel to New Vegas. Fallout New Vegas was blah 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 blah. Anyways, lots of speculation going on, but a lot of people are thinking that when they drop it for the new consoles, like the the PS5, Xbox Series X version of Fallout, that they're going to add some sort of New Vegas-related content. DLC or something. I could see that. It definitely sounds like some cool DLC they could do. Um, So, Sony has called the Competitions and Markets Authorities, or the CMAs, reduced concern over Microsoft's Activision Blizzard deal, quote, surprising unprecedented and irrational end quote the cma said last month that one of its key provisional concerns that the deal would harm competition if microsoft made call of duty and xbox exclusive is no longer an issue prompting responses from both sony and microsoft these responses have been released by the cma today or on april 6th Quote, the CMA's reversal of its position on its console theory of harm is surprising, unprecedented, and irrational, Sony statement said. The provisional findings assessed a significant body of evidence in the round to support its finding that Microsoft would have the ability and incentive to withhold Activision content, and this would substantially lessen competition by foreclosing PlayStation. I'm like, there's no evidence of that at all. But um, it's... I mean, like, except common sense, you know? Yeah. If I'm Xbox and I have Activision... I'm gonna fucking no no. no. I'm just saying, like, based on all the shit that they just signed, they literally just signed ten year contracts with like five different companies saying you're gonna get the game, you're gonna get the game, you're gonna get the game. Like the evidence just proves that that's not possible because they just signed all these fucking ten year deals. Well, and that's what they were going for. I mean, that's the whole point of signing all those deals is to like make it so they're not having to deal with this bullshit. But they're still dealing with it. It's like even though they're not gonna get shut down. No, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just funny watching them be salty about it, but it's like it's a familiar statement. As since Microsoft's first announcement, it uh, announced its intentions to buy Activision Blizzard for sixty-eight point seven billion dollars. Sony has ra- said raised concerns again and again over um, uh, PlayStation. Blah blah blah. Xbox has denied this concern just as consistently. Um, Microsoft has been clear since the announcement of the merger. It has no intention to withhold or degrade access to Call of Duty or any other Activision content on PlayStation. Um, such a strategy would be in direct contrast to the interests of gamers in the UK and around the world. Rather than limit choice or access, Microsoft intends to use the merger to bring more games to more people and blah, blah, blah. But the C- the CMAs actually came out and they said, like, it's actually impossible for Xbox to put Call of Duty on just Xbox. Like, it's they're like, they would lose so much money that, like, we know it's not going to happen. Like, it would literally cost them 
so much money if they did that because you have the entire PlayStation base, the entire you know Nintendo base now, and then all of the Xbox base. There's way more PlayStation owners than there are Xbox owners. You know, like they would literally in PC, they'd just be cutting their money to nothing if they if they made it. You know. Yeah, but I think if if your goal there. Your goal there wouldn't be to get money; it would be to sell consoles. You know, like if you, which inadvertently would make you money at the end of the day. Like, like yeah, yeah you would lose money directly off of sales from Activision and from Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. You would like make way way less money off of that specifically. Yeah, but you would also sell like hundreds of thousands of Xboxes this way, and yeah. fucking from those Xboxes, in theory people would buy other games and eventually you would recuperate the cost. I'm just saying, yeah, like I, 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 th- I see the, I see like why there would be a benefit to do that. If you chose to do it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you, if you chose, but I honestly think that the benefit outweighs the, it does not outweigh the benefit of just keeping it on PlayStation. Well, and also they said like, they won't do that with Activision stuff. They didn't say yeah, with Blizzard, Blizzard. Yeah. you know, so that's a whole lot of other cool shit you could make exclusive and still Correct. let everybody have their shit. Yeah. You know every, I mean? that's the thing. They're specifically talking about call of duty. Yeah. They, they, that's all this is about is call of duty and that's and, fine you know yeah, like, it's like send it to everybody let everybody yeah. have that because first off you still get diablo you still get uh, fuck it, lots of cool overwatch stuff. overwatch league of legends yeah right and no I'll, that's riot league no of, league of legends is uh that's right yeah games. that is right there's something like that though some something else. maybe it's dota Dota. Dota. Yeah, it, yeah, Dota. Like, if you put Dota on consoles, like, can you? Oh, imagine? that'd be over, bro. Yeah, like they have a lot of potential I think that with this Valorant game. Maybe I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't know what Valorant. No, that no that's Epic. Uh, yeah, or something. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, they have a bunch of those dumb games though, like the the ones yeah. that I don't care about, but like everybody else does, like esports games. Basically, there's that Starcraft game too, and World of Warcraft. If you could put Dude. either of those on, fucking. If, if you put World of Warcraft, even if you didn't bring it to console, if you put it on Game Pass, like a oh, yeah. base level where you don't have to pay 15 bucks a month, like Bro, to play, people would be all over that. Dude. Yeah. And like you could pay like to be a higher tier subscription or whatever for it if you wanted to, but if you got the base game for being on Game Pass, like oh dude, like Game Pass sales would just skyrocket. Oh yeah, for sure. Like right off the bat with that and Call of Duty alone, you know, like that, like and that's all. Like in my opinion, they're they want to sell Xbox consoles, but I really think they're more focused on getting Game Pass to as many people as possible yeah i think that's their main goal it's like we want game pass on tvs on phones on fucking your xbox if you have one your computer just they want to be the netflix of games is their goal that at it'd this be point. nice if they could make some kind of game pass that would cooperate with linux a little better so mm-hmm. you could um, do it on the steam deck i'm sure they're going to i'm sure they're going to cooperate with steam at some point because they're working with everybody but I think... oh yeah i mean it's it's out of character for them to not be like eh, actively working on some sort of solution for that you oh know yeah what i mean i guarantee you sometime this year we're gonna get an article that's like guess what you can play fucking game pass on your steam deck now yeah. you know if they could figure it out that would be really neat i'm sure they will but anyways yeah so that basically they it was just like them talking shit to each other again at the end of it now that it's obviously gonna go through 
So I, I wish they I think it, the official word on it, like when it's like officially done or at least like the CMA's official statement is going to be sometime this month. Um, and then every time you say, say that, I think of the country music awards. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they no. just have all this authority over video games. Like, Oh yeah, here it goes. It goes uh, arguments from both the PlayStation and Xbox sides will likely continue to come through in the coming weeks, with a final decision expected on April 26th at the latest. So we'll have the official word of like, all right, you're good to go on the 26th. And I wish this shit would hurry up because I want these games on my Game Pass. Anyways, um, wh- what else you got? Let's check it down out. Um, all right. After going viral nearly a decade ago. Indie horror hit Five Nights at Freddy's will bring its animatronic atrocities to the big screen. Bloomhouse has confirmed the franchise's motion picture debut will be released on October 27th, both in theaters and streaming on Peacock. The film will follow a lone security guard tasked with watching over Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. So yeah, you know, pretty cool. Pretty cool what's coming along. And it says uh, the franchise's creator... Scott Cawthon is writing the movie adaptation with Seth Cudaback, who did Kelp, I guess, and the film director Emmy or Emma Tammy, who did The Wind. So there you go. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, you know, I feel like that's one of those that could, could has a lot of potential to be a good horror movie if you really wanted it to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, if you got the right people doing it and you really put a, the right amount of love into it, it could be fucking scary. Yeah, you know? Yeah, but you got to hope that that's the case because it's been delayed so many times at this point. I like that um, Bloomhouse is producing it. I that feel could like be that's good. a good sign. You know what I mean? Have you seen that game? It's called like Poppy something... Poppy's Playtime. Poppy's Playtime. Yeah. Yeah. I've played it. It's free. Apparently, so like, um, <laughs> apparently my nephew, uh, like for a while, he was like afraid, like at, in their apartment and saying like he saw like a monster and, um, and like he was like pulling some sixth sense shit and scaring my sister oh, where no. he's just like, it's like monster, monster, you know, like, and she's like, where, where's the monster? And he's like, here. You know, like there's a monster. He was like being real creepy about it, and um, and it turns out someone had shown him Poppy's playhouse. Oh no! And so, and the reason she found out is because she was like fixing her hair in the morning, <laughs> and she like had her hair like up, and like she's like you know whatever she was doing with it, it was like kind of sticking up, and he was like standing there, and his eyes got wide, and he was like monster no and like ran off and then like so she basically had to like she just sat him down and was like talking to him and she's like what where what is the monster and like he's like somehow he got out poppy's playhouse and like so apparently some kids at school or something showed him this he's like not even three oh my and, like so dude imagine seeing that as a kid the shit's terrifying looking as an adult so he's like being haunted by Poppy's Playhouse shit, dude. Bro, I'm pretty sure I traumatized my nephew when I was like like a few years ago because he was like uh, he had played Resident Evil Six with me, right? He's like 11 years old, okay? Yeah. And so like he played Resident Evil Six with me. I'm like, all right, he's mature, you know. He's he's out here playing Resident Evil. You yeah. Know? So it's like no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. So we're at my house, you know, like and uh, we were like babysitting him for the day or whatever. And at the end of the day, he was, like, going through my games, and he was like, oh, Resident Evil 7. He's like, 
I, I, was, oh, I no. was like, yeah, go. Cool. It was like, borrow it if you want, whatever, you know? I, I didn't really think about it, you know? And, like, he came back the next day, like, the next, like, week or whatever, and he was like, yeah, me and my friend tried to play this, but it was too scary. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's like a changed man. Because yeah, he's, he's used to six, you know, which is just yeah. a chill, stupid game, you know? like. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, that's crazy. The tone shift in six and seven. Dude, like... <laughs> nothing alike. Nothing at all. I bet you, like, that was probably. Well, that was probably, like, a, a fucking, like, life-changing, horrifying moment for him. And I just. I wasn't even thinking about it, you know. Just like, like, oh, he's played, he's played Resident Evil, whatever. Mushed his brain, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just goodness. Well, yeah, he'll be all right though. Now he won't be scared of anything. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah he's already seen the worst of it. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so I got the PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium Game Catalog that Ooh. came out or whatever. So we got Sackboy, A Big Adventure. Oh yeah. Oh, Tales yeah. of Iron. Uh, Meet Your Maker. Which I interesting is- thing about these three is that usually you get like one of the games as a PS4 game, one of them's a PS5 game. All three of these games have a PS4 and a PS5 version, so that's pretty neat. Yeah, and don't forget Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection. What? Yeah. Is that wait? Is that a PS Plus game or is that added onto the uh, the collection? It's uh, this is part of the. That's a bet. If PlayStation just- Plus Premium tier games. Oh, okay. I think yeah, that's what I, all these are. I think these no, are all premium. The, three, the, the first three you listed are just like the monthly games you get for being a PlayStation Plus subscriber. But then they added a bunch of shit onto the premium games too, which is like, like you have to, it's like the Game Pass tier kind of thing. But they added Uncharted, they added Ghostwire Tokyo, they added uh, a bunch of stuff. And what's really cool is that it, the new horizon DLC is coming out pretty soon. The burning shores or whatever. Yeah. And they just added horizon forbidden West on there. So if you want to play that, all you got to do is buy the burning shores or whatever DLC and you're good to go. You oh, nice. I mean? So that's, that's what's up. Neat. I've actually been really enjoying it. Like I've subscribed to the game pass and I've subscribed to the fucking PlayStation one, which I buy like yearly or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, just buy Always a year. Shit. You buy a year of both of those at the beginning of the year. You're just fucking chilling all year, playing games, whatever. You know. Oh yeah, it's totally worth There's it. There's always something. Yeah, between oh. the two services, I'm always entertained. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like both of them always have something good being added. You know, and it's kind of intermittent too. Like when the mm-hmm. Xbox isn't adding something, PlayStation is, and then when PlayStation isn't adding something, Xbox is. So it's like I just hop back and forth, and I'm always happy. You know. Oh yeah, and even if you're like bored <laughs> with the the big stuff, there's always random indies that are decent on there and stuff like that one actually that they're talking about meet your maker or whatever i don't know if you've seen that but yeah xbox just added nino cooney 2 which Mm -hmm. is a pretty cool jrpg like the first one was really good i didn't play yeah this is the sequel and the first one's on there too cool so like you got both of them on there but um that meet your maker is apparently a pretty big hit right now or at least it it was just came out too huh it yeah it did like uh this week but the problem is so basically it's like it's like it looks like Doom controls like like Doom 2016, but it's like you build levels and um, make them really hard to like you set traps and shit um, and like people go into your world. It's like Super Mario Maker, but like with Doom 2016. Oh, that's cool. And you you basically create really hard levels to beat, and then like if 
the person beats your level that, you know, they're trying to get in and get resources and beat your level. And if they beat it, they take the resources, then they can put those into their level or whatever. Oh, that's cool. how you get more and more shit. Oh, that's fun. But people were making troll levels to where you can't beat them. So like, um, apparently I, I saw the creator of the game was doing a, ask me anything on Reddit or whatever. And at the end of it, you know, cause everybody was yelling at him about it. Um, He's like, okay, I think what we'll try to do is do like a Mario Maker thing where you can't publish a level until you beat it yourself. Like, ah, okay, cool, so cool. that's what they're gonna implement, or at least that's what he says. So there has the, to be some way to beat it, even if yes. it's really, really hard. Okay, cool. Yes, it, it, you have to have beaten your own level for you to be able to post it. Cool. That way, because people are just making bullshit. Where like you'd go, like some of the stuff I heard somebody talk about on IGN. They made one where like you set like a little treasure chest thing, but it was like not actually a treasure chest. It was like a, um, it was like a hologram and on the other side of it was spikes, but you'd use like your hook shot thing or a grappling hook to, it pulls you towards it. And then you go through it to hit the spikes or whatever and things like <laughs> That's that. Bullshit. Yeah. It's, it's just a, a lot, a lot of interesting things that people are doing I'm with gonna it. I'm going to have to check that out. That sounds kind of fun. It does sound fun. Um, it now, uh, did you have any more news or let me check? There was a lot of like halfway news that I skipped over that like was almost good enough to put in there, but not quite. Yeah. Uh, Jedi Survivor is going to be 155 gigabytes. Yeah. What the fuck? Fucking crazy, bro. It better be like a that big makes ass it game. Bigger than Red Dead Two, which is fucking 150 gigabytes. But Red Dead Two makes sense because it's so fucking huge yeah. and beautiful, you know. 4K shit. Like I, I honestly think this is just either really like dense fucking uh files like like it's just like 4k textures mm -hmm. and shit like that totally. or just highly unoptimized <laughs> yeah hopefully it's one of those where they can do some shit and bring the file size down like fortnite got to a point where it was like 100 gigabytes at one point and then they did like some optimization and shrunk it back down to like 26 gigabytes or something and same with warzone warzone was like 150 and now it's down to 50 something oh that's cool I might actually play Warzone again. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. a bet. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely way lower. Um, uh, let's see what else we got. Are you out over there? No, I got one more here. Um, so getting The Last of Us Part 1 verified on Steam Deck isn't a priority for developer Naughty Dog right now, as it instead focuses on addressing the several issues still present in the normal PC version. Um, so I figured this is something that you would want to hear, but, uh, while we know not, not like, Oh, I want that, but like, yeah, yeah. While we know many of you would like to play the last of us part one on steam deck, we are prior prioritizing fixes and patches before submitting it for verification. It said we will keep you updated as it's steam deck status uh, of its steam deck status as we continue to improve the PC version. So. Shame you can't emulate PS3 and PS4 games on your Steam Deck and play it that way. Oh, wait, you can. Yeah, but don't you want the upgraded, you know... No, that's real. That's real. Uh, still, though, at the same time... It's the same game. It's the same game. It's only a little better. Yeah. It's actually worse, apparently. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> on, not... on PC, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's just like water everywhere. Dude. Um. Anyways... Uh, anything else from you? Yeah, let's see. One more here. Um, 
Epic Games has removed multiple multiple user-created Call of Duty maps from Fortnite Creative 2.0, apparently because of copyright infringement. I figured that Uh, was coming. So that's kind of a bummer. Uh, A popular map creator known as Miss Jawa became famous for recreating Call of Duty maps such as Rust and other stages from Zombies modes within Fortnite, but all of them have been removed from the game. I will no longer be recreating any copyrighted maps, the creator announced on Twitter. Ms. Jawa did confirm they will continue to create maps for shooter and zombie fans. Players believe Epic Games issued a DCMA takedown on these Call of Duty maps. So that's a bummer, you know, because uh, there was a lot of really cool stuff getting made and a lot of potential for other really cool stuff to get made. But, you know, it is what it is. Laws will be laws. Laws will be laws. It's just like Dreams when they were making all those cool Mario projects and Sonic projects and they had to get shut down. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, why do people even try? Honestly, it's like, just do it with different skins. Make it make it like a spiritual, you yeah. know, like, why do people do that? But I mean, I get it. It's cool, but it's like, you know, it's going to get stopped. Yeah, for real. Um, well, I guess he was making levels, so you can't really do a level with different skins. I guess you could, but it wouldn't be. It wouldn't really have the same spirit fit, to yeah. it, you know? You just change the paint, make it look a little <laughs> different. It's just yellow version of everything. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to go into this week's hot releases now that we're done with the news. Um, we got Ghostwire Tokyo coming to Game Pass on the 12th. Um, so that's coming soon. Um, Pokemon Stadium is coming to Nintendo Switch Online next week. Um, that's cool. I think that's it's cool. next week. Yeah. Um, let me see what day it says, just so I can be official. Um, April, well, no, never mind. It doesn't say it. it's next week. Um, and then we got Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection Volume One coming to I think like PS4, Switch, and PC that? on April fourteenth. Um, it's uh basically all the Battle Network uh games like from the Game Boy Advance. I don't remember that. It was kind of cool. It was like um, basically like uh, Mega Man, except for you would jump into your computer and you'd be fighting like fucking like bites and bits and shit. Like it was some weird shit. Okay. I don't really remember that. That's interesting. It was a very, yeah, very, it says face off against deadly enemy programs and electrifying grid based battles and search for powerful battle chips to build the ultimate deck of special moves. Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection Volume 1 includes four classic action pack games, MMBN 1, MMBN 2, and both versions of MMBN 3. So it was like, it had like its own like battle style and all this shit it was kind of cool but um anyways so i did i got the trivia this week i didn't know if you did oh um, yeah i had some but it's not very good so let's do yours okay um oh wait ghost i mean um horizon forbidden west burning shores dlc comes out this week too does it come out this week I think it comes out on the 13th i'm pretty sure i did not see that I could be wrong. It could be later in the month, but I'm pretty sure. Horizon. I only know this because I'm looking forward. You said burning what? Your dog is eating diary or something. Uh, Horizon burning shores. Burning shores. Okay. Um. Let's see. So it's going to be coming out on the 19th. 19th. Yeah. So not this week. That's disappointing. Uh. Can you grab that from under your chair? <laughs> it's my other side. Thank you. Um, yeah, GameSpeak Dog is just on a roll tonight. There. 
He doesn't have his little like buzzer or his little vibration <laughs> button. Um, so, okay. Uh, first things first. Uh, I'm, I, here's just a normal trivia. What game? What game franchises? Uh, what game franchise is the names Treasure Divers and Handcar Havoc associated with? The uh, Donkey Kong. No. What? Okay. Oh wait, no. I know this. Uh, 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 I know this. It's Mario Party. There we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Okay. This next one, it's not. It's not the same type of trivia. I took a video game's synopsis and redacted a bunch of shit out of it. And I'm gonna read you the synopsis, and you have to guess what the game is. All right, lay it on me. Okay. The game is set in an urban war zone in an unnamed Middle Eastern country, where uh, bl- redacted and redacted have been hired to play a concert. After the concert, the promoter, Anwar, is unable to pay them the $10 million in cash he promised, but relents after being threatened. However, instead... G-Unit Blood in the Sand. Close. 50 Cent. Yeah. <laughs> 50 Cent Blood in the Sand. Did so. you actually play this game? Uh, a little bit. I never did. It was actually pretty good. <laughs> I was like, there's no way he'll know this premise, like if he hasn't played it. But yeah, so basically... Hold on, let me reread that without the yeah, redacted. Yeah, absolutely. The game is set in an urban <laughs> war zone in an unnamed Middle Eastern country where 50 Cent and G-Unit have been hired to play a rap concert. Why are they playing a rap concert <laughs> in this war zone? After the concert, the promoter Anwar is unable to pay them the $10 million in cash he promised, but relents after being threatened. However, instead of the cash they were promised, he gives them a diamond and pearl-encrusted human skull as collateral. This is a, this is stolen by a paramilitary group led by the terrorist Saeed Kamal and his right-hand woman, Layla. 50 Cent, with the help of a selected G-Unit partner, <laughs> decides to get it back at any cost. And soon they find out that there is a much bigger enemy than Kamal. You know what's crazy? Is this, it was so good. That it wasn't even the only Fifty Cent video game. Like this they was made the a, sequel. Yeah, they made it. This was the sequel to like another one that was also really good. Yeah, it was uh, it, bulletproof. Bulletproof. Yeah, with Which like was dope as fuck. <laughs> Fifty Cent was ahead of the time. Like you know? third person shooters that were like, you know, that's when third person shooters were hot. You know, like oh yeah, shit, dude, like Max, like Payne, Max Payne and all that. This was shit. like Max Payne, but with Fifty Cent in Iraq. Like <laughs> though this actually came out when Max Payne three came out, so it's kind of like uh, definitely well, compared uh, to Max Payne three, it's like, gonna be shitty. It, yeah. Like graphically, it was not even close to Max Payne no. three, but it was still a good game. Like yeah, definitely. There, as far as silly games about Fifty Cent shooting everybody up go, you know what I mean? Like, but I'm definitely gonna try that thing again. Like just finding a synopsis to a game. I like that. Yeah. We should do that for uh, like have one trivia and then one like that and see like. I like How that. that goes. Yeah, no, that's fun. But yeah, so that's it for the show, guys. Remember, you've been listening to GameSpeak Podcast, courtesy of GameSpeakPodcast.com. The show posts for free every Wednesday on all podcast platforms, but you can watch it live before anyone else on Twitch.tv slash GameSpeakPodcast and uh, Facebook.com slash group slash GameSpeakPodcast every Monday evening at 7.50 p.m. CST. Be sure to join us and the rest of the GameSpeak community at dsc.gg slash GameSpeakPodcast. Check out our other video content on YouTube. And if you want to stay up to date with your boys, you can find me on Twitter at the handle I'll for Jamel, Brent at Brent has one. That's the number one. And Devin at Devondrius. And check out the GameSpeak Podcast Instagram. Until next time, listeners. <laughs> Later.